China and Russia's joint naval exercises are back. The week-long drills begin on Wednesday in the East China Sea at a mere 300 kilometers from Taiwan. Military experts say China is flexing its military muscles at Western democracies. But the result, they say, will be greater backlash against Beijing. China and Russia's week-long joint naval exercises kicked off on Wednesday. Chinese state media reports on the scene. 我们现在呢就在行驶中的中国海军济南舰上。那按照计划呢，我们将在二十一号的中午抵达这个指定的地域与俄罗斯的舰艇编队会合，组成联合舰艇编队。the two countries have held joint naval exercises for 10 years already. This year, the drills will take place in the waters off Zhoushan Island and Taizhou in China's Zhejiang province. At a mere 300 kilometers away, this is the closest they have ever been from Taiwan. Russia's Pacific Fleet dispatched five warships from Vladivostok, while the PLA sent five surface combatants, including two guided missile destroyers, two guided missile frigates, and one fast combat support ship. China also sent one submarine, several planes and soldiers from the Marine Corps. China and Russia's naval fleets will meet and form teams within the designated period. In this stage, China and Russia's navies will sail in teams through the hours. Our teams will also follow the program and conduct exercises round the clock so that our ships and all our troops can stay alert and ready for combat. The Chinese military said the drills this year will be innovative. During last year's exercises, the two countries passed through Japan's Sugaru Strait between the two main islands of Honshu and Hokkaido. This year's exercise is held in the East China Sea. A military expert said the choice of location is a political signal to democracies. It's to show that Beijing and Moscow are on the same team, but unfortunately this will lead to backlash against Beijing internationally, quite the opposite of what they're trying to achieve. China and Russia show no signs of relenting despite international backlash against authoritarianism. The health minister on Wednesday urged the general public not to worry about shortages of medicine amid bulk purchasing at many pharmacies. The minister stressed that the only shortage currently was for the painkiller Panadol, which is made with paracetamol. Minister Xue Ruiyuan stressed that many other brands carry medicines made with the same ingredient to reduce fever and pain. The heightened demand comes amid a surge in COVID cases in China, which have resulted in severe medicine shortages in the country. They only let each person buy two packs of these fever medicines and painkillers. They also let you buy five packs of these real Kakusan throat candies. This person's carrier bag was full of medicine, including antipyretics and painkillers. The footage is from a Japanese media report on Chinese nationals rushing to buy medicine in Japan. Fever pads called medicine throat medicine. I bought a lot of stuff. Another shopper packs a large haul. Some of the people interviewed say they visited up to seven different shops to purchase their goods. Amid a shortage of medicines in China, many locals have asked their friends in other countries to buy medicines to send over to them. On Facebook, a National Taiwan University Hospital doctor recounted a conversation with a friend in Shanghai about the shortages. 
His friend says that in the course of one day, the price of a bottle of fever medicine that used to go for 15 yuan climbed to 2,800 yuan and finished the day at 4,000 to 4,500 yuan in the black market. Converted to Taiwanese currency, that's an increase from about 70 NT to almost 20,000 NT. Over the past two weeks, there have really been a lot of people buying these things. Some Chinese people have even come and asked, how much do you have in stock? I'll take all of it. Perhaps it was not just for them, but also relatives, friends, and to take to China for other people as well. The pharmacist says that several Chinese buyers have stocked up on Panadol at his shop, leaving shelves empty just like at many other drugstores. People are really rushing to buy Panadol, a brand name paracetamol-based drug to relieve fevers and pain. But there are other medicines with the same ingredient that are still in stock, so we are closely watching out for changes in the medicine market. The health minister stressed that in Taiwan there were only shortages of a specific paracetamol brand, Panadol. He stressed that many other medicines carry that same ingredient, urging the public not to be overly worried about the shortages. With the year coming to an end, many people will be celebrating with friends and family, often over a few drinks. A Road Safety Society on Wednesday held a press conference to raise awareness of the dangers of drunk driving. Also at the conference were lawmakers who asked the government to raise the fines for offenders and to step up traffic law enforcement to prevent tragedy. The conference comes just weeks after a CNN editorial that referred to Taiwan's traffic as a living hell. This year marks five years since my younger brother died. If all the relatives of victims of drunk driving were to show up here today, we wouldn't fit in this meeting room. Chen Yufang recounts how her brother was killed by a drunk driver several years ago. With the waning of COVID and the approach of alcohol-heavy New Year's parties, the TSDW held a press conference to fight drunk driving over the festive season. Representatives called on alcohol companies and bars to better warn against drunk driving, on the police to better enforce the law, and on the central government to put heavier penalties on drunk drivers. One fewer drunk driver equals to one fewer regret. Your binge drinking shouldn't cause others harm. The matter can be tackled from many angles, legal amendments, awareness campaigns, and business practices. Lawmakers from several parties attended the conference, vowing to take action against drunk driving. Earlier this month, a CNN editorial had described Taiwan's traffic as a living hell. Transport Minister Wang Guotai says that he has already put forward an amendment proposal to the legislative yuan, with stiffer punishments for traffic infractions affecting both cars and scooters. Not yielding to a pedestrian currently carries fines of up to 3,600 NT. We want to raise that to 6,000 NT. Currently tailgating and exceeding the maximum speed limit by at least 60 kilometers per hour are findable with up to 24,000 NT. We want to make it so that exceeding the speed limit by just 40 kilometers per hour is findable with 36,000 NT. The minister says he hopes the heavier punishments will act as preventative measures. He and the lawmakers urge the public to not break the law, to stay safe and not endanger the lives of others. 
And now moving on to the proposed strike by the Taiwan Railway Labor Union to take place during the Lunar New Year. Union representatives say they are dissatisfied with plans to corporatize the Taiwan Railways Administration, specifically a section that says the government will cover just 50 percent of repair and maintenance costs for trains. Though the union says it could put all train services to a halt over the Lunar New Year, Transport Minister Wang Guocai on Wednesday said he was confident an agreement will be reached with the union. Let's hear what he said. The union wants the government to pay a bigger proportion of the maintenance costs. We can continue communicating over the matter. I think that over this period, discussions with the union have been rational on both sides. However, it can get a little like a family argument. I think the problems will be resolved quickly. Also on Wednesday, reservations became available for Lunar New Year services on the Easter Trunk Line. As of 9 a.m., more than 330,000 tickets have been sold. Several popular time slots of Ziqiang Express services had already sold out. To reach net zero carbon emissions, the government has planned a pathway where renewable energy will become the largest source of power by 2025. On Wednesday, the Industrial Technology Research Institute and the Taiwan Power and Engineering Association held a joint award ceremony to recognize emerging engineering talents. Recipients shared their experiences and encouraged young people to follow in their footsteps to build a more stable electricity system in Taiwan. The Industrial Technology Research Institute and the Taiwan Power and Energy Engineering Association jointly held a ceremony to award outstanding electrical engineering talents the Grid Talent Development Alliance Scholarship and the Liu Shushen Memorial Award. Taiwan's grid density compared with neighboring Japan and South Korea is much higher. So when we carry out constructions, people often protest. In that case, we will have to get the public to understand that once the project is completed, power outages will be less likely to happen. My background is in information engineering. After I joined Zhonghua Telecom, I started working on smart electrical systems. The electrical field is quite large and advanced and should not be left to people of a certain discipline. The emerging talents shared their experiences and encouraged young people to join the electricity sector. A stable power supply supports industries and livelihoods, so grid resilience and talents are needed to prevent power outages. ETRI established a Talent Development Alliance in 2019. Under this alliance, we've established the Power School. Its main objective is to train cross-disciplinary talents that are looking to enter the electricity sector, so we've held classes to help them join the industry. After introducing renewables, voltage fluctuations would become more pronounced. We will have to solve that with hardware and software technologies. With more of Taiwan's electricity coming from renewables, Taipower's main challenge is to solve the issue of intermittency. A strengthened hardware system and talent force will be required to ensure a stable supply of electricity. The Ministry of Economic Affairs has launched price stabilization measures to prevent sudden prices rises in daily household goods. The move comes amid a wave of price rises at several products sold in fast food restaurants such as McDonald's and KFC, as well as convenience store chain Family Mart. 
Ten retailers, including Carrefour, Amart, PXMart, have set aside special sections in their stores featuring low-priced food products. Some retailers have set up shelves with items like soy sauce, instant noodles, and rice, whose prices will stay unchanged until at least the Lunar New Year. Unlike a similar policy launched last year, this time around, state-owned companies such as Thai Sugar and Thai-Yen Biotech have come aboard, keeping the prices of their meat products and oils unchanged. The word supermodel is synonymous with glamour, but many models will tell you that their training is hard work. They might stand against a wall for one hour in high heels and get sore feet, or walk down a runway balancing a book on their heads. Today, we'll take you to meet the Taiwanese supermodels who have qualified for the Asia final in the International Supermodel Contest. This final will be held in Chengdu, in China, at the end of the month. FTV reporter Stephanie Yang spills the tea on what their training sessions are really like. Ling Shiya took part in the regional qualifying contest to be the world's top supermodel that was held in Taiwan, where she bagged the top spot in the fashion model category. Lin is originally from Indonesia. She is talented on the catwalk and also a singer. Her next stop is Chengdu, where the Asia final will be held. She will be representing Taiwan. Lin moved to Taiwan to study a few years ago and is now pursuing her dream as a model in Taiwan. I really like modeling from like little, since little. I always like uh, to uh, enter the competition, modeling competition. Like from, I think it's from six years old, I always uh, go to the modeling competition. I feel like in at this competition, like it's really enjoyable because I get to know a lot of friends here, and I also get a lot of lesson here. Uh, because I I usually like do the photo shoot more than the uh, fashion runway, so that's why I was like, oh, it's really like I learned a lot here. There's also Li Chen, originally from China. She came in second place for the supermodel category. She's 21 years old this year and began her modeling career in high school. I came to Taiwan in my third year of junior high school. At that time, I was very worried about what to study in university. My family supported me to study modeling. I am also very interested in modeling. It has been more than five years since high school and I am still working hard. I am very happy to be able to participate in the International Supermodel Contest. I am also very grateful to the company for giving me support and the opportunity to sign up. I can meet many new friends here. We usually have some poses together when training for the runway, which helps enhance our relationships. Meanwhile, Wang Yu won the male model category. He's 23 years old this year. He started modeling when he was 16 years old. He said his journey as a model was not always smooth sailing, but due to his passion and love for modeling, he persevered. He's most passionate and confident on the catwalk. I have been a model since I was 16 years old. The hard part of being a model is that the waiting time is a little longer. My biggest breakthrough recently is participating in this supermodel contest. I didn't have work for a while. I have been practicing and working hard, and now that I have some good results, I am very happy. 
I am very enthusiastic about my modeling career. I am still working hard now, and I hope to have good results in the future. The International Supermodel Contest is in its 10th year. Every year, competitions are held in different countries, including the U.S., Canada, China, Japan, Italy, and Thailand. Taiwan held the regional qualifying contest for the second time this year. Throughout the course of the competition, the contestants completed a series of photo shoots around Taiwan and attended training sessions. The models said that they had to overcome many hardships during this competition. For some models, the hardest part was standing against the wall for one hour wearing high heels, and for others, it was walking down the runway balancing a book or walking down the runway in a bikini. When I tried my bikini, I was like panicked and I was like literally crying. And I was like, oh my gosh, how should I tell my family about this? And I was like, but I want to try because I know that if I want to be a model ahead, I need to like you wear a bikini and like for a show. And I was like, I want to try this. I have this chance. I must try it. In Beijing, is from morning ten the training is from 10 in the morning to 9.30 or 10.30 in the evening for three consecutive days. I think it's great because it allows us to develop relationships. It is quite interesting how during the competition and training everyone is competing against each other, but we also learn from one another. To grow together in this situation requires a shift in our thinking. Getting along with others is a challenge. Some runway courses will take a little longer time. You have to wear high heels for a long time and your feet will hurt and you can't walk. But I'm very happy to pursue the career I love. Ahead of the Asia final contest in Chengdu, the contestants received intensive three-day training at the Taiwan Dream Institute, which is jointly established by Catwalk and Taiwan Creative Content Agency. Not only were they given training on improving their runway walks, but also their posture, speech, and personal talents. The models were trained by Andrew Chu, the chief education officer of the Taiwan Dream Institute. Chu is a composer and an award-winning Chinese pop music producer. Our role in working with the ISCM, International Supermodel Agency, is to provide a training for the contestants within just a very short period of time in order to bring them up to uh, industry standard. After several months of competitions and training, the finalists hope to bring what they learned to compete at the Asia Final Contest in Chengdu at the end of December. FTV reporter Stephanie Yang and Wu Botong in Taipei. The winter solstice is a time for tangyuan, a traditional dessert made of glutinous rice balls, often stuffed with sweet fillings and served in sugar syrup. It's a sugar bomb with a high calorie count. Not a good thing. So if you're looking to cut the sugar content without sacrificing taste, the Federation of Taiwan Pharmacists Association says you can replace the sugar with monk fruit and malt. Let's hear from them. Monk fruit is a very good substitute for sugar, and malt can help with digestion, reducing flatulence. It's also good for the spleen and the stomach. According to the pharmacist, one medium-sized sesame tangyuan packs as many calories as 10 small unstuffed ones, and four of them have as many calories as a bowl of steamed white rice. 
The pharmacist says that adding China root, prickly water lily, lotus seeds, or yams to the dough can also help digestion. Doctors are reminding parents to take care when raising pets in a family. A Taichung hospital recently handled the case of a baby infected with a parasite that he caught from the family pets. The child made a full recovery after several days' treatment. But many diseases can be spread from animals to young children. Babies' immune systems are not yet fully developed. Doctors say hand washing is key. A little 10-month-old boy reaches out to stroke the family cat. He's full of curiosity about the pets. But parents need to keep in mind the dangers of pet ownership, especially when it comes to little kids. A young boy from Taichung went to hospital recently after having diarrhea for more than a week. He had a high fever and his parents initially thought he had a cold. Then doctors found the culprit in the diarrhea, this microbe. This is his flagellum and the two shells. It looks like a pear. A 10-month-old baby can't walk, so I asked her if they had any pets at home, and she said their cats and dogs would play with the baby, and they didn't deworm the pets regularly. This parasite lives in the digestive tracts of cats and dogs and other mammals. If adults get infected, the symptoms won't be obvious as their immune system can handle it. But children under the age of three will often get diarrhea, feel sick, and have stinky nappies. If left untreated, it will cause malnutrition and stunt development. We gave him medicine for the parasite and he was fine within five days. If kids stroke pets and don't wash their hands before eating, it's quite easy to pick up an infection. Parents with children and pets should make sure the animals are dewormed and defleed regularly, and teach the children to wash their hands after cuddling animals. That way, everyone can cuddle safely.